one. Doogie. Doogie Kamaloha. Uh, Kamealoha? Is that how you say it? Doogie Kama Kamealoha. Kamealoha. Doogie Kameal. <laughs> Doogie Kamealoha. Kame? Kamealoha. Okay, okay. We're catching up this week on Doogie Kamealoha. Um, MD. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted Willett, it is episode 176. Please speak freely. <laughs> That was not uh, a true call to speak freely, but oh, it is a true call. It's up to oh, oh, yours, yours was, yours was. I'm talking about you know. Oh, Boba, Boba's, Boba's, Boba Fett's was not. All right, we'll get that to a little (laughs) bit. Okay, so we have beer tonight. Let's jump into that because I am so excited. You're excited because you know this week. I will not beat you on ABV. No, we're going to have identical IBV. IBV? 8.1%. What did I say? IBV. IBV. No, ABV. <laughs> IBU, ABV, everything's identical. 8.1%. Okay. Uh, ABV, 71 IBU. Uh-huh. What about Play-Doh? Play-Doh? Oh, I, I don't know. This <laughs> I guy. don't know. <laughs> Ted's beat me at the game of Google. <laughs> Uh, so we have uh, one of my home beers tonight. Yay, one of my home I'm brews. excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it is a black IPA. Nice. Frank Frank brought it across the street with some uh, applesauce. Oh, you guys got the applesauce. <laughs> Clarissa sent home applesauce. Nice. Did you, have you guys had that yet? We haven't had the applesauce yet. Okay. Okay. You. So that's your homemade applesauce as well. Clarissa did the applesauce. It's from our uh, Fuji apple tree in the backyard. You know, we I picked the apples and Clarissa made the applesauce and I brewed the beer and you guys are all over the Vancura home brewing. Yeah. Home brewing, home boiling, home bottling, everything. Whatever. Let's stop talking okay. and open this mug. All right. So Do you have to open yeah. it at the same time now, too? Sure, why not? All right. One, two, three, open it. All right. So I hope you had a, a little bit of a you know, it's not flat. That's always my worry. Oh, I, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's coming out, baby. So, yeah, this is... Oh, wow, look at that. Nice, wonderful. That is a black IPA. I think you're going to enjoy this beer. I'm getting some fruity notes in it. Fruity notes. It's, it's got like a... Uh, it's very nice. It's like uh, there's some wood, woody stuff going on in there. So I like the I like the pine. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And then and then it feels it feels a little now. It, it's probably psychosomatic because we were just talking about apples, but there's some notes of of apple. Maybe it's like an apple wood or something. I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? I love it. It's it's it is it is a and I and I think this is you know we we drink a lot of stouts. And this is not a stout. This is a black IPA. But I love the zone that the black IPA lives in between, you know, your full IPA or your regular blonde IPA. I don't know. What do you call the regular IPA? Blonde? An IPA. Yeah, just an IPA. So your standard IPA and your stout, right? So this lives, it lives in between what? The standard IPA, then it goes black IPA, then it goes porter, then it goes stout. Is that the way the progression? For the most part, yeah. I, I would say this is a stout grain bill. Okay. With an IPA hop schedule. 
<laughs> you are so you are you are a mad scientist over there. Yeah. So pretty much I what I did was I took one of my favorite stouts, which is the old Rasputin. Okay. The North Coast Brewing Old Rasputin yeah, yeah, yeah. grains. Uh-huh. And I took one of my favorite hop schedules, which is the 90-minute Dogfish Head IPA. Dogfish Head. Okay, okay. And more or less, instead of doing the dogfish, I did, with, with regard to grain, that is, I did the Old Rasputin grain, but I did those hops for the dogfish head, and it made what we're drinking now. Wow. Wow, and this is just totally out of your brain, like No, it's it's out of my brain is the mashup. Yeah, that's what I mean. But they gave me the the recipe essentially. I just took Oh. I, I stripped away the hops from Old Rasputin right. and I stripped away the grain from the dogfish head ninety minute. That that's what I mean. This is this is a unique Jim yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. expression. Exactly. This is an expression. Just because you use words that were written by someone else, the book is still yours, my friend. This is this is amazing. You know what it is? Yeah, what? When you have various brewers and they do the col- collabs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I did the collab. You did the collab. You did a clone I did the collab. collab. Right, exactly. You did the 90-minute Rasputin. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Oh, my God. I should call it that on my board. The 90-minute Rasputin. Though I didn't do it 90 minutes. I did it 60 minutes. The 60-minute Rasputin. So, but it's the yeah. same hops, but yeah, yeah, with yeah. the 60 minutes. Yeah, exactly. No, I love it. I love it though it it is it is uh it is unique and and yet what's our favorite word for beer balanced balanced yeah i think i think i think it's nice balanced sometimes i think to me the porters when they're headed towards the 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 stoutland i think porters lack in hops yes and 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 hops provide like a brightness there's like uh exactly there's like brightness on your palate the IPA just is just the IPA is just all bright, and the stout is just that dampening on this. So the black IPA lives in that nice sweet zone in between. And then you on I think so this the I guess my favorite mass production black IPA is the uh, what's the one up by you the Firestone Figaro Mountain Figaro Mountain one oh Figaro Mountain oh the piney the pine or one other? yeah the 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 black pine or something like that something like that yeah yeah the black yeah. tree or whatever it's called this is along those lines this is along those lines and it has a little it has like a light note of the pine but it's 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 like i said it's a little more balanced and a little brighter so i think yeah i i love the mashup and and you can and when you say rasputin you say dogfish head you can taste them it's it's kind of it's awesome well done. Well done. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate that. So here's my favorite, though. So midday today, I, I tell Paul, I said, you know, because uh, Trailer Junkie for Life, Paul passed. Of course, yes, So yes. I said to him, I said, hey, why don't you stop over? I have two beers I want you to have. One's like the keg's almost killed. Uh-huh. But before it's gone, I want you to have some. And I have another one I want you to try. So he comes over on his way home back to Santa Barbara. And so he stops. I, I said, you know, I know you have your drive. And- Driving in his car. <laughs> exactly. So I, I give him like I'm 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 a responsible uh, bartender. I give him like okay a couple of tasters. Right, right. Because I just want him to taste it, and they weren't they weren't like major pours or anything. Oh no, I just meant that you you were you were looking down your nose because he's driving a car instead of riding a bicycle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he comes over and I give him I still have a little bit of the of the chocolate bourbon stout that I have. Okay. And I mean that thing's like on its last legs. There's like a beer left in there. Uh-huh. So I pour it. I'm waiting for it to just kill, right? I pour it and we I both poured us two beers and we had or well like uh, uh two thirds of of a beer each because I wasn't sure how much there was. He drinks, he goes, Oh, this is so delicious. Yeah. It's amazing you can make something like this, you know? <laughs> we finished that one. I pour him this one okay. that we're drinking right now. And this is the one you you only have bottles of this one. No, this is on the keg. Oh, you okay, so you bottled this off the keg. I bottled off the keg, yeah. So I pour him this one, this black IPA. First words out of his mouth. I'd order this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is a compliment. Like, no one knows, man. Like, just the mere fact you'd say, like, you would pay money for this, you know? I, I tell you what, I swear, the minute that you want to do that, we, we should do it. We should, like, oh, you see, I can name them and I can put label. We can do the labels together and stuff and we'll. We'll we'll go in on the equipment, you know. Oh man, I would do I would do. Uh, I think the smallest you could go commercial style is a three barrel. Uh huh. And a three barrel, if you work a twenty four seven, can pump out something like fifteen barrels a week. It's like crazy how how it works. Anyway, how how was your week? How was your week? Uh, my week was good. We're we're. <laughs> We're deep in the air tables. I, oh, <laughs> I had a lot of More air had a lot of air table discussion at dinner with the family and stuff. And, and they're so bored by the discussion, so I won't repeat it here. But yeah, I don't want to be bored either. I, I bring it. I bring it. I bring the discussion home and just uh, shout out to all my uh, air table uh, compatriots over there uh, at at Airtable, the company. I'm sure they're loving you. I, I told I told them I told them about the podcast. I don't think any of them listen, but I'll mention it again. You should be like, dude, I talk about you guys all the time. You need to <laughs> you need to sponsor us. Sponsor us. Buy us some beers. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and I'm not even joking. Pay for hosting Give us like a one-time upfront cost to pay for our software. Yeah, there you go. And like a six-pack is something amazing. So you take three, <laughs> I take three. I mean, you're talking like if I had to guess, you're talking like three fifty. Three fifty. You know, maybe three hundred fifty bucks each person. Each person. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that would cover like hosting and all the stuff. Right. Like, three three fifty a year, maybe or something. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Like it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Like I'm not even asking for anything expensive. And then every week at the top of the show, I would give like an Airtable tip or trick or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Here's my Airtable best best practices for the week. Okay, and why are we setting up at three fifty? Oh my god, we're so we're, we're so cheap. Ted. Now we're under. Now we're just yeah. we're whores. We're whores. Uh, so so yeah. So that was that's the week. That's the work week. And then oh, it was Diwali this week. So Anne made What's Diwali. It's the Festival of Lights. It's an Indian uh, holiday for oh, New, okay. New okay. Year. Your wife. Your wife. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, made a beautiful Indian dinner. And we you open up the doors to let um, Lakshmi and Ganesh in. And you have tea lights that you set up uh, all the way from the entrance of your house to guide the spirits in into our hearth where we have a little 
little figurines of Lachmi and Ganesh right there. Okay. So that was this. That was I think almost last. It was last night. So can I ask? Go for it. Is Anne as Indian as I am Italian, or is she more Indian? I like I do Italian things, you know, I have Italian traditions going like when my grandparents and, you know, I mean, they're like, you know, kind of old worldish. I mean, they're passed away now, but right. But we would do things and I still do Christmas Eve, the fish and, you know, pastas and things like that. I still do it to this day with my in-laws and in the tradition and stuff. But and and you know, and I I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, is she as a is she as Indian as I am Italian, or is she more Indian? No, I think it's equally as she's equally as Indian as you are Italian. So she does her tradition as I would do mine. It's tradition. It's but you know, yet she's Catholic. You know, the, our family's Catholic, so we're not okay. We're not a Hindu or Muslim. You're you're Italian, you know, and I could tell, you know, like I could tell you're Italian and I could tell my wife is Indian. So those are bada bing. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> but and she can cook. like, and, and I think it's really, really mostly about the food. You know, the the Italian food is a big thing. Sure. And yeah. Indian food's a big thing. So Love I it. think that's that's it. And then besides that, you know, I I, th- I don't think of you as. Italian first, I guess. And I don't think of my wife as Indian first, you know, so I think it's just when you know, when you know a person, I guess you just think of that person as that person first, not their cultural identity. Right. And 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 let me say it this way, though. So when you're a new arrival and I'll just use Italian, but it could be Mexican, it could be German, it could be Chinese, it doesn't even matter, but I'll just use Italian for this, for the sake of this argument. When you arrive, you're Italian, Italian, your offspring is Italian, American, their offspring is American, Italian, (laughs) and then their offspring is American, American. So essentially, by the time you hit the fourth generation, you know, you're doing it like TV style or something, yeah. right? Like your your Universal Studios Italian, whatever that means. <laughs> well, and I think and I think that's what that's that's why the food is so exactly uh, critical. It it kind of carries through the generations, you know, and and it's like it's a nice touchstone uh, for the culture, you know. So, how many generations? Uh, are you in America? Though? Well, that's what I was going to say. So essentially, my grandparents would be Italian, Italian. My mom is Italian, American. I'm American, Italian. And my kids are American, American. OK, I get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I would fall in third generation. So I I still have a hint of my grandmother yelling at me in Italian. Right. And I understand some of that stuff. And. You know, we have a lot of those, uh, you know, like I know all the cuss words, right? You know, all that kind of <laughs> all stuff, the right? important stuff. Yes. All words. the important stuff. <laughs> I'm of that generation, right? My kids are going to be like, they're so far removed that it's, they're going to get what I give them and how far I want to carry it. Right. And mostly it's holidays. Uh, like I said, Christmas, I do the fish, the pastas. Every year, you know, and the funny thing is Clarissa's parents I've incorporated and have adopted into the Italian tradition <laughs> and every Christmas Eve uh, is over it. at our house they and love we it. do all the seafood and yeah. 
and Frank and Barbara are about as Italian as my children are now. <laughs> so, you know, so that's how that works. But it's pretty funny, you know. Yeah. But uh, but that's cool, though. So that's their new year. So that's the new year. We did that Thursday. And then, uh, yeah, it's funny that you said that because the cooking is the thing that perseveres. And yet the language kind of gets pushed to the back. Oh, 100%. It's so hard. That's why. And there's also some xenophobia, especially, you know, like. Oh, right. Politically, if you look at it that way. Right. When the grandparents got here, they fought to keep everyone in the family speaking English so that we could so that the so that Anne and the family could not have an accent. And I don't know if you notice, Anne doesn't have an uh, an Indian accent. You know, it's kind of been she washed is out. She's so high, bro. <laughs> She's got to washed it out. You know, they washed it out by by just keeping everybody speaking English. And they did it on purpose to to kind of stave off any of that xenophobia. Yeah, it's assimilation where you, once you lose the accent, you are now fully American all of a sudden. Right. Once you lose your identity, you become American. You know, and it's kind of like, at least with my family anyway, outside the front door, we were like everybody else. You walk through the front, you walk through the door, and all of a sudden it's like garlic. and. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's how it worked. You know? and, and then so Anne had her birthday last month. Uh, but part of the gift that I got her was a cookbook. And it says cooking Indian with my mother, you know? Oh, cool. Cool. So it was, it's an Indian cookbook, but it's a cookbook for cooking at home. Totally get it. And and Anne was so, you know, touched by the cookbook that she was like, this is great because when, you know, when her parents and her parents' parents taught them how to cook, everything's a pinch of this, this you know, a, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. There's no measurements in, in, their, in their things, right? So Italians and Indians have a lot in common <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. So this cookbook gives gives them like this common knowledge. It's like this, right? And, and I'm showing Ted in the camera. Cup your hand. How yeah. you cup your hand. And it's like you have your thumb. And like that's like a teaspoon that you're rubbing something to crush it up like oregano or whatever. Well, have you you haven't you haven't seen the, the Filipino thing. The only thing I know about in about Filipinos is this right here. And I'm not giving you the finger, but that oh, fir- oh, the I first. Were, I thought <laughs> the, you were telling me this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, the first, the first segment of your middle finger is how deep the water has to be above the rice. Oh, okay. So if you're if you're cooking rice and you put your finger and you touch the touch the the rice with the tip of your finger. And then you pour the water just to just to that first section. Ted. Yeah. Every time I'm angry at Clarissa, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I'm like, baby, I'm just checking rice. I'm just telling I'm just you how much rice. how much water to and put she'll, over that And rice. she'll be like, well, where's the rice? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm <laughs> In just the kitchen. checking rice, man. I'm Go just get checking the rice. rice. <laughs> As she's patting yeah. me on the back, like, hey, fuck you, too. <laughs> so, yeah. I, this week, I speaking of the middle finger. Okay, I'm giving Apple the middle finger. Oh no! So I have a late 2013 iMac, and at the time of purchase in late 2013, <laughs> so we're talking like uh, you know, like eight years ago or so. I got the baddest ass, uh, baddest ass, <laughs> the baddest Bad. ass. Uh, 
uh, iMac, yeah. you could get like top of I, the line, top of the line, 32 gigs. You know, it's going to last forever. Ram. I mean, the i7 supers blasto 5000, you know, I got it all right. Well, a couple of years ago when Big Sur comes out, they say, oh, no, it's done. We're not, not supporting you anymore. Yeah. Well, not that we're not supporting you. We're not upgrading you anymore. So this week I hacked it. Uh-huh. To put on Monterey. Monterey, this is what makes me so angry. You love Monterey. Well, I love Monterey. Here's what makes me so angry. Monterey works faster and better. My computer, it, it works by far faster than any other operating system that is I have ever used on this computer. Mm-hmm. And they say it doesn't support it. So I do a couple of quick hacks here and there. Find it on the internet if you're willing to go. Not, if it doesn't work out for you, that uh, well, that's not my problem. But right now, I'm recording this on Mac OS Monterey on a late 2013 iMac. And it is superb. It is extremely fast, extremely powerful, extremely like it's never worked so good. This is the best (laughs) my computer's ever run. But what makes me mad is, though, and that's why I say my middle finger to Apple, because like, screw you guys. You know, you say you're not going to do it, but clearly it it can run it. You just you choose like I, I firmly believe you're just trying to just. I don't know. It's a money grab or something. I don't know. Maybe there might be some security issues that Intel has. And I who knows? There might be some deeper meaning behind it. Yeah. Is it going to affect, you know, me, Mr. Idiot, who's <laughs> doing Trailer Junkies <laughs> podcast? I doubt it. But the thing is. God, this thing is like, I, I literally, when I was done doing it, I was using the computer. I went to bed that night. I told Clarissa, I said, I feel like I just spent $3,000 without spending $3,000. Oh, nice, nice. That's how, that's how amazing this thing works. So that was pretty much my week is hack it. Not my whole week. It was, it was an <laughs> afternoon. But hacking this thing and enjoying the profits all week of you know, a, an upgraded system that makes my computer run way better. So nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to tell you next week since I just got my birthday gift this week, my birthday's not till next week. And I know we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to celebrate birthdays. Right. Right. Jimmy, that's your thing. Like when you're, tw- who says you don't celebrate birthdays? when you're 21, when you're, you were telling Anne, like, you oh, don't really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm I'm 50. Uh-huh. I'll be 51 next, you know, in March. That's not saying like I can't go to Clarissa like, oh, hey, I got myself like an iPad for my birthday. <laughs> right. Right. What I'm saying is or, or a smoker, a smoker, whatever. Like I have no problem. You know, like, dude, I survived another year. You're goddamn right. I'm going to buy myself an iPad. Right. Or whatever it is. Right. Uh-huh. My thing is. I don't need to have parties and cakes and balloons and whistles and streamers. And, you know, we don't need to go down the path of gee willikers. <laughs> Let's have everybody over and like as if. It, no, no, it's over. It's over. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. OK, OK. The over the topness. Right. But, you know, it's nice to mark it. It's nice to note it. Oh, I agree. You know? I yes. agree. So, so I, yeah, I, to, for myself. But the Willits do like birthday months and stuff. Well, we do. We do. We do. We do love the birthdays. I'm thinking like birthday year. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to do it the whole year. We'll see what happens. Next. Oh, I. 
just my birthday again. I'm going to yeah. go a whole other yeah. year. There you go. From, there you just go. bridge the birthdays. That's it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, and I'm kind of, I have a, I have some classes that I'm taking some, you know, personal enrichment classes. Oh, not collegiate, not collegiate. There's no certificate okay. or anything, but just some personal enrichment classes. But look, but look how I'm taking these notes. I'm taking notes on little half pieces of paper and <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, I, I, I looked, I looked at these notes and I was like, I can't even like figure out what I'm writing here. Baby. I don't know what I'm writing. I need an iPad. I need an iPad. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, so I, so I splurged on the iPad. I got the 12.9 and one iPad pro. So, uh, loving it. Can I say, yeah, tell me, can I say, so we play a D and D game, Uh right? And I, and I'm the game master. I'm the dungeon master. And so I was telling Clarissa, I said, you know what? These notes are kicking my ass. (laughs) I'm going to get an iPad, you know, because because <laughs> you want to type it up. I was using my work laptop and I told her, I said, I don't know what work's going to do. They might take my laptop at any moment. <laughs> so that's the impetus to have they taken it. No, but back to our story. Yes. So that's the impetus for me to get an iPad so I could do iPad stuff during our D&D sessions. There you go. Perfect. Honestly, like. I checked the weather. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the thing. We travel. It's super light. It's super compact. It's super amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it is like one of the greatest devices known to mankind. But yeah, I, I'm just like you, Ted. Like I'll use bad notes as an excuse to spend thousands of dollars. To buy and it, it was so funny after dinner, the, the kids are playing with it. And Audrey has an iPad with a keyboard as well. You know, she has the last gen or whatever, the iPad air or whatever. And she was, she was typing something on my iPad and she's like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? I was like, it's a touch screen. Audrey. I know it feels, it feels, you just go like this. How do I get out of it? You just go like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's it's a touch screen. It was, and it was like, oh, it just feels so much like a laptop, you know. Ted, please speak freely. <laughs> like we started the pod. Yes, speak freely. That leads us to the book of Boba Fett. Of Boba Fett. So what do you think? I had some coworkers come to me and they said, uh, do you still review podcasts? Uh, do, you st- do you still review trailers on your podcast? I said, yes. And if you listen, you would know this. <laughs> and they were like, well, I don't really like the book of Boba Fett. And I was like, why? What? Why not? And then we couldn't get into it because then the Airtable meeting started. So <laughs> I was like, oh, you buried the lead. But I don't know. Or advertising I'll get, I'll get for Airtable. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. But I I liked it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I, I think it's it's traditional. I think it, it feels like it's it, it falls short. It falls a little bit short of the Mandalorian to me because. Boba is not the Mandalorian, so... But is he supposed to be the Mandalorian? I don't think so. He's his own dude. He's not. He's his own dude. He's his own place. Yeah, it's his own show. He's from his own thing. You know, he has his own legacy. He... And I think there's... To me, there's a mystique about the cinematic Boba Fett that might lose a little... Might get a little tarnished by a a season like this. So much of Helmet Off more the more he talks the more mystique he kind of loses i think so i think there's something to to be said for 
fanboys, and and I know, God, you don't want to give fanboys too much credit. <laughs> and definitely the guy that I'm talking at work is not a fanboy. But I think there, I think the 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 grain of the kernel of what he was saying to me, just it kind of it chips away, it it erodes at the mystique of the cinematic Bubba Fat, which is just that stoic gar, uh, bounty hunter who captured. I, it's it's really kind of unclear, right? Like he is is he tasked by Darth Vader to take you know Han Solo. Like, Darth Vader captured him. Like, Darth Vader is the one who captured him, Han Solo. What what did Boba Fett do and have on Darth Vader to be the one to say, like, I'm going to, you know, carbonize him and take him to Jabba, you know? Well, he didn't have anything on him. I think it was a deal to say that I'll give him to you. You think it's a Darth Vader Jabba deal? And maybe no, I think it's a Darth Vader Boba Fett deal. Oh, okay, okay. But I think what it was is it's like uh, you could have your bounty. Let me. All I wanted was Skywalker. Right. Okay. So Han Solo was the bait to get Skywalker. I'll capture him for you, and I'll give him to you, but you don't interfere with my plans. Okay, okay. As long as he didn't interfere with Darth Vader's plans, Darth Vader was happy to play along, right? And that was the same thing with Han Solo as well. Yes, okay, I get that. So I think, so the original, so the prequel trilogy chips a little bit away at the Boba Fett legacy, although it kind of, it's a bit of an origin story as well. And now this is like the final chapters of the book of Boba Fett. So it's interesting to me. I will I'm excited to see where it goes. I think the the different aliens sitting around the table is such a great callback to the original trilogy of the walrus man, the hammerhead guy, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh you know, I think there were I don't even were there there weren't any greedos in there, you know, or I didn't see so, one no. So that's the kind of the one that I was missing, but but there are just a lot of fun uh, different alien uh, species in there. So I, I appreciate that. One of the things about about Star Wars, at least in the Van Cura household, is my two boys love Mandalorian. Okay. And when you look at Star Wars, anytime there's a Mandalorian helmet of any kind in, in the scene, they are all about it. So we're looking at the Mandalorian and now the book of Boba Fett. And do you think the book of Boba Fett is going to put to rest that Mandalorian uh, story arc? Well, no, I, so this is, this is the other thing that, and that we were watching this trailer and, Anne said, do all of these uh, series just have one, one season? And I was like, no, Mandalorian had two seasons. And, you know, a lot of things have two multiple seasons. I think it's just all so new that it feels like we've only had one season, but there's been so many different seasons of things that, you know, that it all feels like everything's just one season because we have had such a slate. The story just kind of all blends into one story. It just goes over a period of time. I feel like I'm pretty sure, and this is awful that I don't know this, but well, maybe it's good that I don't know this. (laughs) I feel like there's another season of Mandalorian. Did did you hear anything about that? Whether we're done with Mandalorians? I have not. No. Is there? So maybe maybe there's no more seasons of Mandalorian. Maybe that's wrapped up, and then this is, 
this is something else, but that's exactly my point. Like that. And that's, and yeah. So this is rolling into that. Okay. I get exactly. that. And I think that's what Anne was, was kind of commenting on, even though a couple seasons and then like, but how many seasons do you need? You know, we've already, we've already said ad nauseum on this podcast that four seasons is too long <laughs> or the longest you should go. So maybe two seasons of really high energy, high powered stuff is, is all you need. If you're going to pack it all in, you know, if you're not going to have any filler episodes, I mean, and yeah, yeah, and generally, first season crushes it. The sophomore season is a lull. The junior season comes back in strong, and everybody ducks out by the fourth season. Senioritis. Senioritis. And <laughs> as you said way back when in Trailer Junkie Days, which I always love this quote, you said there's three walls to a cave. <laughs> you know, season one wall, season two wall, season three wall, and you're out of there. And out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and exactly. that is one of the best quotes I think Ted Willett has ever done on Trailer Junkies podcast. And I wish I remembered the episode. But 176 of these things go back. Needle in the haystack. Uh, it's uh, it's in the start, first 25, I think. Or, start I episode 20. Okay, yeah. Uh, I say that because episode 19 to 1 is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the ones that I edited, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you will hear Ted's three word review. Oh yeah. So. Except, well, except for last week, last week I had them in full force. No, that was great. I said 27 words, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, no, I mean, I love it though. I'm going to watch it. Who's not going to watch this. Come on. Everybody's going to watch it. Disney plus low hanging fruit. We are watching night. The, the night it comes out, the boys are already, they have it on their calendar. It's, I mean, it, you know, like we have calendars, like it's already like scratched on there, <laughs> you know, book like B-U-K of, you know, U-V, like I, they can't spell, right? So that's just. Yeah, right, right, right. Just because we're we're going to leave Disney Plus, I just wanted to say that today is the day before Disney Plus Day. What is Disney Plus Day? <laughs> so on on November 12th, which is tomorrow, because today is November 11th, um, Disney Plus Day is a day of a bunch of uh disney releases you know not not a lot of new stuff a lot of a lot of uh, uh catalog stuff but there's a new home alone that's getting released uh some some frozen olaf presents things um there's a bunch of other stuff i don't want to read it too much to you but just just so you know a lot of stuff go check it out and it is called disney plus day and <laughs> just just because i wanted to throw a little air table thing in there it is delaying more advertising. Look at this. It is it is delaying my Airtable progress because the people over at Disney Plus that I have to talk to are just like pulling their hair out trying to get the last of the stuff out for Disney Plus Day. So that that's that's how that's how it's good for the world, but bad for me personally in my day job. So <laughs> and in Airtable world, in Airtable life. All right, The Witcher. Second yes, trailer, sir. second and last trailer for tonight, The Witcher. So have you watched season one? I have not watched season one. Okay, so you were talking about uh, an executive note to say that we need to, or they need to, have either watch or rewatch 
Right. With The Witcher, because I think it was if I had to remember, it was like early 2019 is when it was released. And then all of a sudden it went away, you know, as shows do, you know, they end. Right. Right. The seasons end. But COVID hit. They did nothing. And now, like three years later, season two is coming out or two years later, whatever it is. Right. And so you're saying that there should be an executive note to say, go watch or rewatch and then come back and then watch this season. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I appreciate my verbiage is very specific. It says watch or rewatch all of season one now because you have the call to action. You have your card come up. You're excited. You see this trailer somewhere in the wild and then you watch this and it's got what's his name? Uh, what the Henry Henry Cavill? Yeah, buffed out, you know, like glistening in the in the in the in the in the sun, whatever. Anytime a dude is wet and glistening, <laughs> he's hot. But I, but I, so as I as I gave the note, you know, you have so you have the build up, you have this great trailer, then you have the end of the trailer saying like out, you know, whatever the date release date is. I forget what it was, but you have the release date and you're like, oh, it's like December something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, we, that's that's a month away. And then right as the person saying like, oh, I can't watch it right now. Then you pop up that secondary card that says watch or rewatch all of season one. I love that now with exclamation point, you know, and and of course, as I second guess myself, I think, oh, Netflix, they're kind of like uh, too cool for school. They're like, oh. People know. People know that it's here, here to watch. December 17th is when it's coming out. So right before Christmas. December 17th. And it's all going to drop all at once. They just they just do that. You think so? Yeah, that's what Netflix does. Oh, Netflix, Netflix does that. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Netflix does that. <laughs> so they're ready. They're ready for you to binge it. Dude, I will so binge it. <laughs> so are you a fan of uh, The Witcher or you're not you're not into it or you haven't seen it? I know you haven't seen it. I'm not into it. I haven't seen it. You're not a fantasy guy. Not a fantasy guy. The the closest thing to fantasy I got was that bright that uh, Will Smith and ogres as cops together. I like that fantasy. Oh, that one. <laughs> that one that was, was cool. Like, that was years ago. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, both me and Clarissa are watching this trailer and we've seen the first season and we both agreed and we both said that season two, way more money invested, way more resources. Okay. This is going to be way bigger. I think season one was testing the, was testing the waters. It's based on uh, a book series. Okay. And it's along the lines of a game of Thrones, sort of a book series. That's exactly what I, yeah, that's exactly that. I think season one, they just tested it to see like, well, okay, we'll put some money in. We'll do what we're going to do. We'll see how this goes. And from what I was reading over the past, I mean, two and a half years or something, you know, because I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of been following it. You know, I'm a fan and everything. I, I've never read the books. Has Clarissa? And and no, Clarissa hasn't either. However, when she learned from this trailer that it was a book series, I think I know what and she, and and she is a listener, unlike someone else we know. <laughs> <laughs> unlike another, but I think well, we may be getting some Christmas gifts. For from this, uh, from this nice, nice trailer. So, but she doesn't. She, she can ignore that part of this episode. Yes, yes. Uh, 
but she's a huge fantasy person. She like like we've talked before. I mean, she's read all the Game of Thrones. She's read all the Dunes. She's read like crazy stuff we've never even heard of. And our opinion, talking both her and I about this, is that this series was a, a, a bit of um, like testing the waters. Right. Let's see where this goes. And when it played out that like, you know, because we always talk about the the focus groups and all this stuff. And when all this stuff plays out now, this show's like big time. Right. And they put money into it. You could tell by the trailer they put <laughs> money into it, you know? Yeah. They're like, they're like first season. Here's $10 million. Go shoot something. And then and then it does gangbusters. And they're like, all right, here's $100 million. <laughs> Go shoot something. <laughs> And season one's totally good, you know, but you could tell like it lacks here, it lacks there. I mean, you could kind of see where it's weak. It doesn't lack. It was leaving things to the imagination in certain parts. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, but is this something that you and Anne are into, or you and either no, one? Not really. No, you I don't guys think don't so. Do Game of Thrones. We don't do Game of Thrones. I mean, I can barely stay into the foundation into foundation because it has that same kind of Dude, fantasy. Dude, we're thing. struggling. We're struggling. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's not my cup of tea. I just, I don't know why. I don't. There, you know, and I love Dune, and I I like maybe I, maybe it's the dosage. You know, like a series is too much. Oh, I gotcha. I got gotcha. too much in a series to 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 do the fantasy stuff. But I mean, you know, even Star Wars is fantasy kind of, you know, it has a fa- fantasy elements to it. Yeah, it's it's sci-fi fantasy. I mean, but we play, you know, me and my family, we have, well, we loosely, I should say loosely, it's not, it's not strict, but we have our weekly Dungeons and Dragons game that uh-huh. we play and stuff and we're throwing dice and we're like, ah, the vorpal and like cut off the guy's head, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, and we do all this kind of stuff. But and and me and Clarissa are like, well, serious might be a heavy word, but I'll 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 go big. I'll go big. We're serious fantasy fans. You know, like we like our fantasy. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Yeah, we like our fantasy. She's a bigger fantasy reader than I am, uh-huh. though I do read some fantasy. But when it comes to like, you know, I mean, especially something like Lord of the Rings. Right. Now, see, that's so funny because I do like Lord of that's the Rings. That's fantasy. It's fantasy. And Harry Potter. Harry Potter's fantasy, too, right? Harry Potter. Were... So t- uh, Mike's birthday's next week. He's having all his buddies from school over and stuff, and and it's uh-huh. all it's all Harry Potter. That's his theme, and you know wizardry and witchcraft and all this stuff. You know, but the thing about it though is, I think when you look at fantasy, there are movie uh, or I don't know movie TV fantasy. There's reading fantasy and there's gamer fantasy and some people are all three some people are two and some people are one you know clarissa's certainly all three i'm like two and a half (laughs) you know but if you're one strictly like movies like lord of the rings then i think you would struggle getting into the other parts of it you know yeah i'm i'm i guess i'm cinematic fantasy strictly right 
Exactly. Strictly cinematic fantasy. That's better. better way to say it. One of these days when you guys are here and Bryce is here, we'll be like, Ted, you go in the, you, you and Frank go in the other room, drink scotch. <laughs> I'm running a game for Bryce. He, he would love it. He would love it. What are you watching this week? All right. So this week we are catching up on, uh, on Doogie, Doogie Kamaloha. Uh, Kamaloha? Is that how you say it? Doogie Kame, Kame Aloha. Kame Aloha. Doogie Kame Aloha. <laughs> Doogie Kame Aloha. Kame Kame Aloha. Okay. Okay. We're catching up this week on Doogie Kame Aloha. Um, MD. <laughs> you know you just gave me the intro to this show. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Um, and then we finally finished out Turner and Hooch. Okay. So that, that, that ended really nicely for me. I, I enjoyed that series a lot. The kids love, uh, Doogie. Um, it's just, it just translated really, really well to the next generation and to put it in Hawaii and have Jake Kasdan kind of producing and, you know, show running and directing it, you know, it's really, really well done. Yeah. And the storylines, you know, very rarely does Anne like, um, you know, the Disney Channel shows. Typically, the Disney Channel shows uh, show. She should like them. <laughs> they, they, That's they, where her bread is buttered. <laughs> they cast a, a, a disparaging light on adults, on, on grownups, on camp counselors, on parents. And they kind of make them oafish and, you know, they don't they don't fully form them. But I think Doogie does it. Do- Doogie does a good job at making the parents real people. And, you know, they have they're, they're quirky, but they're they're fully formed uh, humans. So I, I think we appreciate that. And that's why it's a family favorite. Um, and then on my own, I'm continuing to watch The Morning Show, Invasion and Foundation. Is it The Foundation? Okay. Is it The Foundation? I think it's The Foundation. foundation. Is it found, just Foundation? Just Foundation. Just Foundation. And I will say that I think um, the... The way that I said it, the order in which I said it, the morning show, invasion, and the foundation, that is the order in which I watch them. So, okay. okay. So, and they all come out at Thursday night, you know, like at nine o'clock at Thursday night. And I, and I usually watch them Friday morning on the treadmill. I start off watching the treadmill. And then, depending on how deep into my work I get, I can, you know, watch something in the background. Um, or then I watch the rest over the weekend, but it's so funny cause the, you know, sir, the TV serves it up to you and Apple TV is right there and it, and it lays it out in front of you and it has, it has the morning show, the foundation and then invasion. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm not watching it in the order you told me to, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to have to decide whether I'm going to watch the morning show or invasion first. But Foundation, you're third. You're going to stay third regardless. And then we had such a cliffhanger last week on, on the morning show. I had one. I have a coworker who watches all the all the Apple TV stuff with me. Not with me, but at the same time. And she was saying, oh, he, he didn't, they, didn't, they didn't kill off this character. They didn't kill off the character. And I was like, I don't know. And then so it was a, quite the cliffhanger. You know, it was like the car is going to careen off the hill. Oh, boy. And, inst- and instead of whether it careens off the hill or not it it just goes to it goes to white 
you know, as if you're going into oncoming headlights and you just white out the screen instead of fade to instead of fade to black, it's like uh, fade to white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So the the whole screen just goes white and then credits roll, and you're just like, oh my god, what happened? What happened? Oh man. So we spent all of this this week's episode finding out whether whether so whether a main character has passed away or not. So that was pretty amazing. Oh boy. Um, and then yeah, so those those three are just amazing. Oh, and then Anne calls. And, you know, Anne doesn't watch Invasion with me, but I explained it to her a little bit, as I said last week. And she said to me, she said, uh, how's your how's your adultery show going on over there? <laughs> I was like, oh, it ain't that bad. I was like, which gets into what we're watching. <laughs> I said, I said, it's a move. It's a TV show about aliens invading the planet. Like the adultery thing is only one of the storylines of like four storylines. Like that was like five <laughs> minutes of the whole episode. <laughs> So, okay, if I could get into what yeah, we're watching go for, for it, a go second, for it. No, and then no, I'll let you get back no, to it. No, so that's we, fine, yeah. As per your recommendation, we uh-huh. did watch uh, Invasion. Okay. So we, we started it last night, and it was episode one. We were going to go. I said, let's watch something. Let's watch the see whatever, you know, we'll watch something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, it just feeds us invasion. Okay. Right. It's, they must be listening to Trailer Junkies podcast. <laughs> yeah. Roku is. Good job, Roku. Thank you. Somebody. Apple TV <laughs> is, you know, somebody. Over you have Apple TV on Roku, right? On Roku. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not on my Amazon Firebox. Ah, those so <laughs> No. So we watched. So the first episode ends when the sheriff takes it in the field yeah <laughs> right okay in the field in the quote-unquote takes it in the field yeah yeah <laughs> is that what yeah, we're calling wanna... that hey 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 <laughs> they're kids in spoilers the okay, to, no, spoilers i'm trying i'm trying to be uh spoiler sensitive okay here. okay i'm trying to be like uh kill off the sheriff sensitive here <laughs> no so we watched it Clarissa's first comment, I said, you know, I asked her, I said, you know, what'd you think? And her comment was, I would prefer to watch Foundation and then this. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. So I said, and and you know what? I said, you know what, Clarissa? I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I said... I think the first episode intrigued us. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit slow getting there, you know, for the first episode, I'm saying. It was a little bit slow getting there. And then... Was the adultery in that first episode? It was. Okay. It was. And it, but the but the aliens are like these sparkly things. Do we Have we even met the aliens yet? In the first episode? I don't think so. You think we met the aliens? No, but you know something's going on. Right, 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 right. Right. So, so right, yeah. So with what you're telling me, I know it's aliens. The title is Invasion. <laughs> right. So the title kind of gives it away. You're waiting for aliens. And the space station gets taken out. Come on. Gets taken out. <laughs> yeah, that's all first episode. But the thing is, we both said the same thing. Like, they spent way too much time on, like, the Japanese astronaut, as an example. They spend all this time on her. She's in bed. She watches the sunset. She gets there. (laughs) It's the whole countdown. The whole, you know, all this stuff for her just to get blown up into space and it's over. Uh, Oh, yeah. And it's like. It's like that was way too much time to just, you know, spent on just killing off somebody <laughs> who had nothing to do with the series. 
Well, we want to be invested in her partner. Well, okay, sure, but you know, I think that's it. Yeah, and I maybe it, it's hard for me to come to grips with the people that die. Like, I don't think the sheriff's dead. You think the sheriff's dead? Okay, so you're four episodes in. He hasn't come back yet, but okay. I was gonna ask, are you like yanking my chain or no? No, I'm just I'm. It's just Sam, it's one of those things. It's Sam O'Neill. Like, come on. Like, it feels like. Does he come? Okay. So in other words, back. does he come back as an alien pawn? I think so. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. He comes back as an alien pawn, but he's not. Cu- I mean, they got him in the back of the skull. <laughs> you know, like he's done. They're, I think they're just implanting something in there. Anyway. So, yeah, so are you caught up on Foundation? Are you doing, are you watching that? Uh, we might be an episode behind on Foundation. So, but we're, we're chugging along on Foundation. And then we watched the finale of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. First of all, third season. God, I got to get back in that show. We always rip on the third and fourth seasons. Yeah. Strong. Arguably, the third season was super strong. The finale ends. It's it's so the whole the whole season's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like you're watching it, and while you're watching it, as it's going on, you're like, "This is so stupid. Why am I watching this?" And then the next week, it comes up, and you're like, "Oh, let's watch it." And then you're (laughs) like, "Why am I watching this?" And then the next week. Let's watch it. It's, Why, you know, it's it, literally an addiction. Then when you're talking about like that, dude, you're like you're dude. in the middle of doing the thing, and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. There's other things to do other than this. And then you're just then it comes up next week, and you're like tapping your vein again. <laughs> it is so bad. Is it? No, no. But I mean, like, it is so bad, but it's so good. Okay, okay, good. Right? Like, it is It is horrible, but you can't not watch. I will say. It's a train wreck. It's a train wreck. <laughs> Every episode. And you watch it. And, and I don't even want to give any. I don't even want to say one bit of what happens because. Right. The, 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 the most minor detail gives it all away. But the end says season four is around the corner okay yeah they're they're not letting this up anytime soon <laughs> and, is, then, and then so horrible. so i have not watched this season but i am oh, i'm a huge i'm a you've huge fan right and i'm a huge fan of of the executive so i have executive crushes from time to time okay and the executive that i have a crush on is taika watiti no john landgraf oh okay okay so john landgraf is the executive for fx who back in the day greenlit uh it's always sunny in philadelphia oh man amazing show off of off of just like of a short they did about cancer you know like a guy one of one of the two guys comes over and he all he wants to do is play basketball but his friend just got cancer and the guy that wants to play basketball is just so selfish that all he doesn't even care that his friend has cancer he just wants to play basketball so off of that short that they presented to John Landgraf, John Landgraf greenlit this show who's who's now like in their 13th season or whatever. One of the longest running sitcoms or or, or, or single. I don't know what it is. It's it's one of those. So this week we also had an internal like uh, uh, showcase of, of shows and executives under our under our huge new banner of all the shows and and i don't think i'm allowed to talk about it so i won't talk too much about it but i will say 
Uh, John Landgraf to me won every, every every pillar of Disney had a presentation segment, you know, and they showcased their shows in their presentation. And some of them used the shows to introduce them as the executive head of that department. So FX has like the last segment. And what do they use to introduce themselves? But what we do in the shadows characters. Really? So you so you have these vampires talking about being on FX. And you even have uh what's his name? Colin Robinson. And Colin Colin Robinson's Colin Robinson, he's like talking to the camera and he's like, uh, so do we get Disneyland tickets? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, We're part of the family now, right? Do we get Disneyland tickets? And I just like I just love the idea of them breaking down the wall and just giving us a little treat of this little extra thing. Oh, that's amazing. And where 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 did you see this? Was this on like YouTube or something or No, no, this is an internal meeting. It has my name all over it and you know like I couldn't oh, wow. I couldn't I wow. couldn't share it if I wanted to, but I just thought oh, I'd share man, the little story. <laughs> oh, you and Colin Robinson, I love it. And then we uh will finish it up with the night before Halloween, we watched the Muppets. Okay. The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, what did you guys think? How the boys? Tim was seriously disappointed. Ah, wasn't scary enough. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we watched it with uh, both grandparents, Frank and Barbara. Uh huh. That's right. They came up for Halloween. Yeah, they were here for Halloween. Nice. And they, you know, and and all of us. So we watched it. It was much shorter than I thought. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I was expecting it to be longer. But overall, I, I think the big thing that they were really excited about when they first when it first came on and they first started like the, the, the first presentation of it as or the first the first scenes, as it were. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. OK. Was Will Arnett from uh, Lego Masters. Yes. And Batman, Lego Batman. Yeah, and they were like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Lego Masters, you know? And and it's like, oh, yeah, it is Will Arnett and all this stuff. So we were watching that, and then it goes on, and that immediately fades away. Right. I, you know, I think, I think we all enjoyed it. I think it was fun. They have yet to visit Disneyland, so they don't know the ride or anything where me, Clarissa, Frank, and Barbara did. Right. And so we had that connection where the boys have not. So what I'm wondering now is having, you know, watching that. Right. And then they go to Disneyland and then they go on the ride. It's like, oh, my God, it's like the show where we would say, oh, my God, the show is like this. Oh, because they did the first who, which, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's what like, do you do first, <laughs> right? You know, like it's like when my kids say, like, oh, uh, in the movie this happened. It's it's kind of like you know when he says you're you know I'm your father, and I was like, no, 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 this is like that. <laughs> I, exactly. You know, Darth Vader exactly. did it first, not the thing that you're watching. You know. Right. 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 Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know. And and they're only. I mean, they're only going off of their experience. You know. I mean. Exactly. What else you got? 
<laughs> yeah, and when you go about the Haunted Mansion, I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, I'm 50 years old. So, you know, I mean, my first experience at Disneyland was, I don't know, when I was 10, like 40 years ago, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like, how many times have I been on the Haunted Mansion ride? And you see the Haunted Mansion little quips and so on, and it's like, oh, I get it. It's that, and Mrs. Piggy is this and blah, 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 you know? And so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I, the thing that I was thought that the kids weren't gonna, that were the reason they might've been a little disappointed was Gonzo's great. <laughs> and whatever the rat's name. Yeah. But it kind of lacks the core characters. Like Kermit and Miss Piggy are just like their background in it for a flash. They're, they're just barely in it. They're cameos. They're cameos for sure. And it's right. just like, I thought they would pepper them in more or more frequently or kind of go back and forth. And you're right. It's, it's Gonzo. It's, it's the, it's, and, and and I'll put it this way: It's the Gonzo, <laughs> and I don't even know what the the, rat, the, the the crab guy. No, the rat. Oh, 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 the shrimp. Yeah, uh, the shrimp the, guy. The king prawn. Is. He's a king prawn. Um, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, it's the Gonzo and King Prawn show, and everyone else is a cameo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I. Yeah. I. I mean, but when it comes to the. The Haunted Mansion, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they get out of it when we go. <laughs> Do you think they're going to make it through it? I mean, I don't know. Like, even the line, the line can be, it's a little campy, but I don't know. Mikey might, you know. I, uh, oh, he'll be, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. They'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. So, all right, man. Any more you want to say about what you're watching this no, week? That's, uh, it, that's it. Any trailers? How'd your beer finish, buddy? It's my beer. What'd you think? Oh, my my beer. So your beer. I'm so. You know what I appreciate? I appreciate the kegged. Well, I don't know what you call it. Tapped off the uh, bottled off a keg. Yeah. Keg bottled. What do you call? It? How do you? How do you? How do you? I don't we're, bottle off a keg. I don't know. Because then it's not bottle conditioned and you don't have, you can drink all of it. Drink all of it. Just dump it all in. <laughs> so I am, I am done to the very bottom. Nice. It is, you know, there's a little bit in my glass left. Yeah. I have about the same. Maybe I have a little bit more than you, but yeah, it's where we uh, have not finished this sucker, but, but it, but it's not because it's not, I mean, it is, it is a tasty, tasty treat. Thank you so much, my friend, as always. There is something about like brew Brewing that thing that makes you just feel good. <laughs> no, and I mean, and to and to share it, and you know, like, and some of your favorite people in the world love this beer. So, <laughs> you know what's funny though, and 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 no, and you you bring up a good point. I mean, that's one of the things about homebrew, in my opinion. You know, anybody out there who's sitting on the fence, like, should I make beer? Should I not? And stuff. You know, you spend the money, you spend the time, you put in the craft, the hours, you learn it, you practice. A decade goes by, you know, like you, you, yeah, you do hundreds of batches of beer to try and to try and get your craft down. You know, it's all about sharing it. And and like, it's all about giving someone a beer, and say, I made this. Right. And they drink it and go, I'd buy you that. made this? I'd buy that. <laughs> like Paul said, I would buy this. You know? And you and you've transcended, you know what I mean? Like when you have a recipe 
and you 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 follow the recipe and you've been doing it for years following the recipe is great and you've had some great brews and you it's all painting by that's painting by numbers right right but but now you have the tools the craft and the the equipment and the and the know-how the the knowledge to mash it up, literally, literally mash the hops, the mash, <laughs> mash yeah. the mash, pun intended, and then and yeah, and just and you put it together, and it's a it's a new song, it's a new symphony of of, of flavors. So yeah, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, and I think I've, I love I've, it. I've paralleled it. You and Anne are so similar, you know. Like she's a she's a chef in this in the same sense where you know you look at what's in the fridge, and she can put things together from you know like. Uh, just an, an assortment of ingredients that really don't have like a, a, th- a through line, you know? Amazing. I love that. So, yes, I appreciate this uh, six, 60 minute uh, Rasputin here. And uh, and I and I love it. 60 I love minute it. Rest. Thank you so much for sharing. All right, dude. And with that, we are out. All right. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.